What is up, everyone? This is the Units Per Podcast with Yards Per Fantasy. I am one of your hosts, Drew Roberts. Joining me, we are back after a holiday break. Britt, Schultze, what's up, guys? How are we doing? Better than Nathaniel Hackett. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> Honestly, though, isn't it wild that two seasons in a row we've got a coach not make it a year? Yeah. I feel like this was a – I feel like McDaniels is on the verge of not making it too, to be honest. I mean, he Roman, shouldn't. I'll Roman. never get over them not um, rehiring their special teams guy who took that mm-hmm. team to the playoffs. Like, that was the most banana stuff to me. I'll never understand. I'm also now forever mad at them for screwing one of my playoff – or my championship teams by having to play Hassan Haskins over Derek Carr. But, um, you know, what? it's fun stuff. Fun stuff the worlds we live in. Yeah, there, there was a lot of news that broke, I guess, between the last time that we recorded together. Uh, first of all, we have to address it. We weren't together last week, but we managed to go 9-9. Nine nine. Perfect Blood three pact initiated. Three. Perfect 3-for-3 three three from everyone last week. So that's that's always good. We've had some good weeks. That was hands down our best week, though. And no better time to do it as we get closer to the playoffs. But, Britt, you alluded to it. There was some news. Nathaniel Hackett out in Denver. Tua Tugavailoa also out this week with concussion issues. That sounds a little bit more serious considering he's already had a had a scary concussion earlier in the year. And now we're seeing the benching of Derek Carr in Las Vegas for – uh, Tua should be out for the year. There should be some. I agree. Three strikes and you're out type deal in the NFL. Three concussions and you're out for the year just because that's just like your brain's already I, rattling around. Fuck off. I've been pretty critical of him as a player, like when everybody has been like, you know, slurping him just because I've always said, like, just look at how it's happening, not the pure numbers. But like, I don't even want it to come off from like I've been critical standpoint, but like you can't heal your, and fix your brain. And, yeah, yeah, it's I'm, scary stuff. Yeah, I mean, if you're you what early 20s and you're already having these type of issues. And we saw the first one. I I don't recall seeing it in last week's game. I might have well, just stepped away. But you, I mean, if, if you're having symptoms from it, obviously it's a bad sign. There, it's it's not like they're doing the right thing. Yeah, I mean they kind of have to, and it feels like I don't know whose fault that is. If it's on the spotter, it feels it's also a little bit on Tua, just because like he could have easily. Okay, that's not easy, but he could have been like, "Hey, I'm fucked up right now. I need to get out." But I also really hard to blame a player just to be like, "Hey, coach, take me out of a game." When but it like, you can that much. Yeah, you can you can see how much it tanked his performance because you can right. point to one play <laughs> and the, just it completely went to shit. And I mean. It opens up a really nice avenue this week, betting wise. But uh, it's just, it's a really scary fucking thing. And there's nothing the NFL can really do because it's not like they can like dictate a player not playing for that year or like retiring them. Like that's a precedent they can't set because we've already seen what they've, their inability to like be consistent in punishments when it comes to like crimes. But mm-hmm. to influence a player's like livelihood just seems like a really awful idea. I think the other thing about that is it's like they're trying to do everything they can to like prevent this, 
but all of the worst ones we're seeing are just football. Like, you know what I mean? Like Tua gets tackled and your head snaps back and hits the ground. It's the whiplash of your head flailing backwards and smacking. That's what got him. It's not, I don't know. It just seems like a lot of these concussions we see that are, uh, that are bad or, are a result of just football, not of malicious stuff they're trying to get rid of. I don't know. I mean, there, there's, you know, there's technology we can do to help alleviate these symptoms, but you're not wrong, Zach. Like, you need, even if you do, I mean, we're probably going to end up seeing those cushions around the helmets on the O-line in the quarterback in the next five years, probably just for, like, the hand injuries from the quarterback perspective. But even that's not going to, like, stop your brain from rattling. Because that's what a concussion is. Your brain just bounces around your fucking head like a goddamn... Um, two-year-old hopped up on candy you know it's right scary and it's terrifying and just and, for clarification's sake i what i said I, I totally meant that from an angle of like the league is looking at this from the wrong angle is it's like they're trying to they're trying to repair the wrong things in my opinion where they need to focus on i don't know what the answer is but the rules and stuff they've been putting in i don't think are doing anything yeah. Because, right. like I said, the concussions we see are just part of football. So I think they need to shift their focus on the the healing, the the, the rehab. The I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. Like I said, but because I'm not smart. But yeah, I just think as a league, they're they're attacking it the wrong way. Which is pretty status quo for them, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, not <laughs> that's the right on us, right on fucking brand. <laughs> well, Britt mentioned it. They're there are some betting angles with the news of quarterbacks being out or being benched, head coaches being fired. So let's go ahead and get into some bets before we do all of these bets. We are using the BetUS.com app. Uh, head on over to BetUS right now. Use promo code yards per for 125% bonus on a first time deposit of $50 or more. So again, before you make your bets this week, head on over to BetUS. Use promo code YARDSPER for 125% bonus on a first-time deposit of $50 or more. Schultze, I feel like we've gotten a good good lineup here. We start off with some player props, go to first half lines, and some game lines. So why don't you start us off with some, some player props you like for this week <clears throat> seven slate? All right, cool. Um. Britt and I were talking pre-show a little bit about how it's not the most exciting betting slate itself, but for me, I think it's a really fun DFS slate. So in my world over here, player props, I, I, I'm having fun. Uh, so I'm going to kick it off first, and I'm going to Chicago at Detroit, and probably not a player you're going to ex- are expecting me to say, but it's DJ Chark. And it's over 46 and a half receiving yards. Um, first of all, since he's come back from injury, he has found himself slotting right back into the offense. Fine. Um, we're looking at five, six, seven, two, five targets in his past five. And that two comes against Sauce Gardner. That game is a, he was a sacrificial lamb to, to the Sauce God. Um, and it just doesn't count in my book. So, you know what? I'm not even going to mention it anymore. His past four games, aside from that one, he's hit 16. That was against Buffalo, his first game back. But then he went 98, 94, 108. So in the games that this uh, Detroit offense is rolling, he's getting his. And in his past three games minus said sauce game, he's doubled up his prop here. 
and now he gets a Bears team, which quite frankly sucks on defense. They already sucked on defense. Now they don't have Jalen Johnson, who is their number one outside corner, and Shark plays X receiver. Um, yeah, this is just bad news for the Bears, and I think we're going to get a lot of points in this game. The, Amon Ra really messed them up in that first game, and it wouldn't shock me to see them you know, try to do a little bit extra to slow him down some, which would funnel funnel some action to Chark. So I really like DJ Chark over 46 and a half receiving yards. Next up, Jahan Dotson over 40 and a half. And I really like him because I really like him as a player. Um, if you saw the player prop article I did preseason, I picked his yardage prop. Um, and the reason I did is because the two things I love about him uh, is his, his catch radius and his ability to make a tough catch and his, his, his yak ability. And that's like all ways to help not great quarterbacks. And that's where he's slotting right into. And this week he gets uh, Cleveland who hasn't been so hot on defense, but his line's 40 and a half and his past three games, he's hit 54 in all of them. And that's since he's really rebounded from that hamstring injury. Um, Nine targets in week 13, week 15, six, nine targets last week. He is getting volume um, and the production is coming. He's, I think he's just a damn good receiver. Um, I thought he was very underrated coming into the process. And obviously the commanders didn't because they took him like mid to late first and he's healthy. So you bet they're going to try and put their, you know, their shiny new toy on the field and it's showing. So I think this is an easy one here again. And finally for me is James Conner, and we're talking over 73 and a half rush yards. And my guy over here recently has just been toting the rock. And he has gotten, he hit 79 last week, 63 against Denver. Now that was against a Denver defense that was still good. I consider them still, they were good. And then I think they just said, fuck you, Russ, this week. And then they're not good anymore. Or this past week. So 85 yards before that, 120 before that. This team has just given him the ball. We got David Blau. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Or David Blau is starting this week, and he's probably going to blow him, all right? So I think they're going to give the ball to uh, James Conner a lot. And it's a game against the Falcons, who are also starting their rookie in uh, Desmond Ritter. And... He he's you know he's made a few nice plays, but he's not he's not out there loading up the points. So I don't think this will be too high scoring. I think it's be a grinded out game. I like both running backs in this game a lot. Actually, him and Algier. Um, I just trust Connor more because of the track record. So I think in a game like I said, it's going to be low scoring. I think they're both teams are going to be grinding this one out, running the ball a lot. <clears throat> Connor's the best player in that offense without Kyler, without. Uh, without Nuck this week, and he's been hot. So yeah, I just expect I just expect a heavy workload in a game with a lot of running and seventy. What did I say? Seventy three. Yeah, seventy three and a half over. I don't think that's too bad for him. And that wraps it up for me. I like it, and you you kind of mentioned it too earlier. Um, may not be the best week of games betting wise, but the weather 
the weather is much more promising than last week. I mean, the last week was depending on where you were at in the country. If you were in a dome, it felt oh, like oh. it was yeah, it was terrible. Winds, cold temperatures, you name it, it was just it was December weather and it was just heightened to the extremes. Hard balls. Which idiot decided to have playoff football in the coldest part of the year? What a moron, yeah. huh? Tell baseball to fuck off. We want third we want third time frame of the year. Maybe baseball just needs this is my proposal. Baseball needs to just cut their shit to like 120 and then start their playoffs in like you know August, September, and then we get we get our time a little bit earlier. That's what I think. Baseball's too long. It's too boring, it's, too. For being also, game. yeah. Like, I, I love the Cubs. You guys suck. You're going to make these fucking games get cut down to seven innings, and it's going to be <laughs> absolute chaos and sure. utter bullshit. You fucking millennials. I love the Cubs so much. I have I live two hours from Chicago, and I grew up with them, and it's in my family. I mean, that's we're diehard Cubs fans, but when they're bad, it's... It's really hard to watch and pay attention to. <laughs> I'm a Pirates fan, fun. and it is it is the season's over about April 15th, maybe. <laughs> it's probably around April Fool's Day. Yeah, it's over by the, it's over about two weeks in. You're kind of surprised if they're around 500 at the end of May. So, yeah, it's just baseball is just not a very fun season. Hey, that's a that's a, a beautiful beautiful stadium though. I've I've been. It is, it is so awesome. cool. One of the best. All right, Britt, what do you, you have uh, first half lines for us this week? You know, I'm going to be honest. I don't have a lot of first half lines this week, mostly just because I don't love that many of them. A lot of a lot of the lines were kind of over those numbers that I wasn't really – I'm really trying to stay away from, the four and a halves, the fives, there's a six and a half. It's just there's no fucking way I'm doing that. Uh, and I liked a couple of the – a couple of the underdogs weren't at that three yet, three and a half. So I just ended up taking their full lines. I did lay one first half line. That's Chicago plus three and a half. The last two, three weeks, they've been playing really, really well, um, just in general. And they sort of fall away at the second half of the game. And it leans to an inevitable blowout. But if you watch the first half of the game, they're usually within three to five points at half, if not leading. So given the fact this is a Lions team that we just saw drop the ball against Carolina, it's not going to happen again, but you know, more pressures mounting on them. We haven't seen how they respond. Dan Campbell has no experience and that coaching staff does in these sort of situations, environments and Minnesota or Chicago has really nothing to lose here other than just playing a little sexy stinker. So I'm taking Chicago plus three and a half in the first half. Um, I just, I think that that is, a really fun way to get some juice on the bears while ha- not or while being able to avoid their like eventual second half collapse. And then I took Pittsburgh plus two in the game. I think Pittsburgh can beat Baltimore, but since we aren't playing for like actual money, it just was safer to take the plus two and take the points. Baltimore is already in the playoffs. They have Tyler Huntley. They're not really looking to do anything. They're just trying to come out alive and healthy. Uh, Pittsburgh, on the other hand, is trying to be above 500 for like what Tomlin's 10th career season in the row or some shit. The dude never ever loses in a season. So I think Pittsburgh plus two here is just a good play. They're going to have their wide receivers are going to do well enough to separate from the Baltimore secondary. And they already know each other um, and they know how this goes. It's going to be a low scoring game, but 
I think Kenny Pickett does just enough to not completely fuck up and uh, keep that game within two. And then I alluded to it earlier, but Minnesota plus three. Um, Minnesota's basically been figured out by now after that Detroit Lions game. They're fool's gold E, so to speak. Um, but the Packers are two. Like, I, it's tough because there's just something about the Packers that you can't quantify. And they're winning games and they're doing things that they shouldn't be doing, pulling it out. But if Tua didn't get concussed in that game, they would have been sh- just shellacked. They were down. They were getting absolutely boat raced. Um, it wasn't until Tua had his head fucked up that they started to make that comeback. And, you know, while Minnesota's defense isn't good, Green Bay's defense isn't either. And I think what we're going to see is we're going to see Minnesota have enough of those explosive plays, those really, really long drives that is going to make it so that Green Bay is going to have a really difficult time getting to a place where they can stay in the lead, especially if Christian Watson's out. So Minnesota plus three is a fantastic line that I want to be taking. I would take the money line for Pittsburgh and Minnesota. Um, if you want to get weird with it, but you know, also both are really good teaser plays that they, they both cross three and they both cross seven and eight. Um, and there's something very valuable there. Those are the three I'm laying though. Pittsburgh plus two, Chicago plus three and a half in the first half and Minnesota plus three. I like that, especially that teaser angle. Cause yeah, I like, like you said, I don't see, especially with Huntley, I don't see Baltimore blowing out Pittsburgh. That's going to be a close game. And the same way with the the Packers and Vikings. I don't see that getting too out of hand either way. So I'll go ahead and name off some some games I'm looking at for lines. I'm taking the Carolina Panthers plus four against the Bucks. The Bucks have not covered a game at home this year. They're 0-6 and one against the spread. And your Carolina, since they fired Matt Rule, they're four and two straight up and five and one against the spread. Sam Darnold looks completely different. We saw it last week with that uh, ground game against – it was the Lions, but they had been playing better lately, and then Carolina just absolutely torched them. People, and, and especially Vegas, they keep believing in this Tampa Bay team, and it's just – you mentioned fool's gold, Britt, and it's like that's that's what Tampa is. They're not good. We've seen injuries on the offensive line. They're older. They just don't look the same as what we've seen in the past. Bruce Arians kind of seemed like he was that glue that was holding it together. Carolina's also 4-0 against the spread in their division games this year and 8-3 and as an underdog. I think Carolina will keep this close, probably within a field goal, if not pulling off an upset against Tampa Bay. Has Tampa won a game by like more than three points in the last couple weeks? I feel like every single one of their game comes down to a last-minute field goal. Some like crazy, yeah, come from behind win. I know the Saints game a couple weeks ago was – come from behind and then last week was similar i think it was a field goal in the was that an overtime game against the cardinals last saturday night something like that it it was close it was a field it was the worst football i've seen in history it's absolutely asinine to be honest with you yeah it's just trying to check where you at it's not a fun brand of football to watch their last two games they won was within they're within three points each the league needs to 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 let these game these games get flexed, man. Like mm-hmm. I get when you schedule, you know what in April that like sure late season Bucks at Cardinals, let's go. But like 
Yeah, you got to be able to flex that to make us watch that. And uh, what was it? Broncos and Rams on, on yeah. Christmas as well. Like, oh, my God. That was borderline torture. The Geneva Convention will be calling the NFL because that was some bullshit. So the last time the Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat a team by more than three points was in week 10 against my Seahawks in Germany. And they won by five. Until then, they've either been blown the fuck out or they've won by one point or three points. Yeah, I love that. So you're killing it, Drew. (laughs) Another game I like, Cleveland Browns, Washington Commanders, under 41. It's a small sample size, but we have a four-game sample size with Deshaun Watson as a starting quarterback for the Browns, and it hasn't been pretty. The under is 4-0 in those games, and the game total is hitting 29.3 points per game. Cleveland's actually only scored three offensive touchdowns in that span. They scored three touchdowns against Houston in his first game back, but they were all special teams or defensive. Are you serious? Yeah, it was like fumble, fumble recovery, punt return, interception return. It's... It's been bad. I think Watson's turning the ball over some too. And not to mention, I believe Carson Wentz is now starting for the Commanders. I think they ruled that he, they were going to kind of roll he with is. him and yeah. see if they could get a, a spark. When Wentz has been uh, the starter for Washington this year, the under is four and two, and Washington's averaging 16 points per game. The, uh, the under in general for Washington's nine, five, and one this year. So I'm going to roll with that trend with the Browns, Commanders going under 41. And we talked about this one a little earlier as well with Jarrett Siddham starting for the Raiders. I am hammering the San Francisco 49ers minus nine. They're on a heater as it is. They've won eight straight and they've covered seven of the eight. Brock Purdy's been great replacing Garoppolo. Seven total touchdowns and one turnover. And their defense has played awesome. They're playing a complete game of football. 12.1 points per game surrendered by the 49ers defense in that stretch. And now you're getting in a significant coaching advantage for San Francisco with Shanahan over McDaniels and you're trotting out Jarrett Sidham. I don't know why they're benching Carr. I don't know what you need to see with Sidham moving forward. I don't think he's the guy. I don't think there's, I don't think anyone thinks he's the guy, but I think it's going to be a long couple of weeks for the Raiders. So I'm going to take the 49ers. Also, don't hate the rumor, and this is because I'm a Colts fan. Uh, we always get the insert washed-up quarterback in a Colts jersey here when they're about to leave town. I wouldn't hate to see Derek Carr head down to Tampa once Tom once Tom leaves. Have him throw it to Mike Evans and Chris Godwin for a bit. But who's coaching? Because Ted or Todd Bowles sucks. Massive. He's another one who could probably be out too after a year. He he probably should be out to be honest. Also, the San Francisco bet, another killer fucking teaser. Teasing mm-hmm. down San Francisco the last couple of weeks has been an absolute money, like a huge money killer. Same with uh, Philly. Just absolute tremendous wins on your ticket. Is Hurts? Like, they haven't announced yet if Hurts is going to play, right? No, but I mean, you I could I tease. I read Doubtful. He's not playing, okay. but you could, I mean, you could probably tease Philly down through, get plus one, plus two. Not that I would suggest it, but. When Hurts right. is active, they're just, yeah, bananas. Straight Who do bananas. they have this week? They have the Taints. Oh, I would, yeah, I'd still tease that down, even with Gardner. Like, Dennis I'm not, sucks massive I'm not the hugest Gardner guy. I watched a lot of Gardner as a Jags fan. Um, I don't think he's that great. I think he's a, a very good backup. Uh, but that, I, that Saints team ain't touching that Eagles defense. 
Well, I mean, yeah, Dennis Allen is the epitome of an awful coach that just somehow yeah. no one like he if any other year Dennis Allen began roasted constantly, but because we have Nathaniel Hackett and 18 other head coaches that are just awful, it's just <laughs> skating by, failing upwards. Sorry, Drew. I just wanted to throw that bad boy on. No, that's a good point, though. It is crazy because yeah, you have Reich out in the Indy, Hackett's out, rules out. And yeah, we just named off a handful of other coaches who should be ridiculed, but they're not because they're not the bottom of the totem pole. And I bet you the Texans get rid of Levy despite taking this garbage ass roster uh like to the to the to the finish line with good teams. Because yeah, they did that last year too, right? Who was I don't remember who with their coach. One and done with their guy last yeah. year, yeah. The one that was actually moderately successful. Right. right. And I think they're gonna do it again with Levy. <laughs> uh, I mean Levy was just a band-aid to get over that. Deshaun Watson snafu, which what a beautiful thing to see Cleveland Browns just get absolutely fucking obliterated. Deshaun Watson looked like chopped asshole. I fucking love that so much. Everyone loves it. We're all going to love it forever. So <laughs> exciting. Fuck so, Deshaun yeah. Watson. <laughs> Those are my three plays. Panthers plus four. Browns commanders under 41. San Francisco 49ers minus nine. I'm going to so, go make a teaser with the Brown, with the Panthers. I like that. That's hot. That's hot boy shit right there, Drew. <laughs> so before we head off here, if you have a problem, please seek help. Call the gambling hotline. Call that number at 1-800-547-6133. Again, if you have a gambling problem, please seek help. Call the gambling hotline at 1-800-547-6133. All right, Britt Schultz, what do you all have working, working up the next couple weeks? <laughs> I'm just getting ready for uh, some playoff content because I love playoff DFS. Um, but right now, I got a big old fantasy championship versus my boy Dennis. Uh, and he had Dalton Schultz last night, but he's projected barely ahead. I got Kittle. I got Saquon. I got JJ Diggs. I think I, I, think I still can do this. I'll be pulling for you if it makes you feel any better. It Same does, here. Yes. I'll, I'll match. I'll match Britt's uh, support. Like moderate, go like moderately. I want to see you have the same pain I had last week by having Russell Wilson. If you had scored a touchdown or not thrown three picks, I would have won my matchup. That was really exciting. <laughs> oh but, no, you know, it was cool. Or if I played TJ Hawkinson instead of Taysom Hill, but neither here nor there. Um, I got school coming up on the ninth. I'm starting working on the third. I'm not drinking all of January because what the fuck, why, not have, why not have a little fun with life? Um, so I'm going to go really hard these next like 32 hours. Like just, <laughs> there it is. I know that's not the right thing to do. Like whenever they no, say you're, you're when you're when you do when you do like the big holidays like Turkey Day, everyone's like, I'm not going to eat. It's like, no, you need to stretch your belly because you yeah. need to get as big as possible. It's like you sh- I shouldn't be drinking that much because it's going to want me just to drink more. But I'm like, I got some wines that are like probably on the verge of aging out in a little bit here. So I'm just going to start popping bottles with my fiance and be like, we're getting wasted for 32 hours, girl. Let's ride. <laughs> hey, that I'm and we're going to figure out how to make grease work. If anyone wants to like, if anyone has any grease information, you've ever been to Greece, you got family in Greece, anything like that, please contact me on Twitter at VFF Sandman. Um, go to my honeymoon there for 17 days and any and all information will be severely Wonderful. And if you want to help fund that too, that would be great. <laughs> Big fan Dude, over here. You better buy us something. 
I'm going to. I'm gonna buy you guys like yes! um like a like a grease butt plug or something. It's gonna be, really, really <laughs> it's gonna be like it's gonna make really really like quaint and like subtle, like all little sexy. Yeah, it'll be great. Fun fact: my home dynasty league, the loser trophy is a very large dildo. Oh Perfect. wow, I, that's fantastic! I, that makes me think. <laughs> I, I think I'm gonna go buy a butt plug and put it on a, a trophy stand and send it off to the loser this year. Yeah, because that's that shit's fucking beautiful. They have a family. <laughs> Daddy, what's that? Um, don't worry, your heart, sweetheart. It's all right. <laughs> you don't need to know about these things. All right, one last thing before you guys tune off. I got Panthers plus ten, the Browns plus eight. Who do I pair them with? Should I go and grab the 49ers minus three and a half? No, I don't want that. What about the Vikings plus nine? Ooh, I'm into that. I yeah, like I would say that. They live and die by one score games, man. Tossing yeah, my took the Vikings over one score. They fucked me because Dan Uh-oh. Campbell was that last second touchdown, little dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, all right. Well, here's the money. We're losing it, you know. Here's the money, and here's to another nine and nine week on the units per podcast. For Britt, for Schultze, I'm Drew. Until next time, take care.